Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Detroit Lions Breakdown Podcast. I'm Joe Kenya. With me, as always, is Eric Schlitt from PrideOfDetroit.com. Eric, the Combine has finished up. Uh, you've you've made a bunch of uh, evaluations, you know, over the last week or so. You've, you've you've watched the tape. You've combed through the tape. Yeah. One of these days, you'll be standing on the sideline with the stopwatch, getting you know incorrect measurements <laughs> of forty times. Uh, so. We have this week coming up. We got free agency. So we're going to do a little bit of a combo on the show today. We're going to talk about both. We'll go position by position, how everybody's used to hearing us chat awesome. about the team. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, there's uh I think there's so many different ways to 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 go here. And there's lots of lots to digest from the combine and upcoming free agency. It's nice to uh, it's nice that we get a chance to uh you know, give the listeners something to, to think about uh, on as we, you know, head into the, the, you know, exciting part, I guess, of free agency, lots of adding and soon and lots of uh, busyness in the, in the upcoming weeks. All right. We'll start with the quarterback position, uh, which at the combine, Anthony Richardson tested extremely well and is shooting yep. up everybody's draft boards. And I know that's a lot of the, <laughs> The fan base locally interested or intrigued in sure. taking him at six or hoping that he falls to 18 and taking him there. Yeah. And there's, a, you know, of course, the faction that's fine with Jared Goff. And, you know, what, where do we sit? First start, talk, first talk about the combine. We, we talked about mm-hmm. the guys before you know, yeah. last week's show. So what, what kind of movement did you see this week? Not, not a ton. I think Richardson kind of solidified himself as that upside guy. Um, for me, I had him as quarterback three going into it. Nothing changed. He's still quarterback three. Uh, Stroud kind of solidified himself as the, uh, the number two for me. Uh, at the same time, the exciting news in the NFL is that the Carolina Panthers traded up for, uh, with the bears for the number one pick. And my guess is that they're probably targeting Stroud. I think Stroud fits what they like a little bit better, uh, from Frank Reich being the head coach perspective. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Stroud Young go one, two right off the board. And then it becomes, do you have confidence in, in Will Levis, uh, who showed a strong arm, but not a lot of moxie, uh, which he usually shows on the field, or do you take the upside flyer guy in Richardson? And I think there's, um, I think there's a case to be made, but for the lions, my guess is they're going to like Richardson uh, based on their situation a little bit more. He's, not going to be there at 18. And I'm actually a little curious if he's even there at six, to be honest, because um, you'll trade up and get him. Well, that's the thing. If uh, you've got Indy sitting at four and they're, they're going to be targeting a quarterback. And if someone wants to jump Indy, they can trade with Arizona for that three spot. And in theory, we could see quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, right off the board. If Arizona makes the trade. So, um, It'd be interesting how that would evolve for the Lions because that would put them in a spot to get one of the top two defenders in the league for the second year in a row, and uh, or in the draft, I mean. And um, but I don't know. I it's it's very it's going to be a very interesting uh, fallout at the top because I could see all four going. I could see two going, and then maybe the Lions having a chance at one of these guys. But my guess is it's going to be at least three. And uh, we'll see if Anthony Richardson is even available there at six. If he is, Lions could consider him at the same time. 
Um, I do think they might be better served going in another direction, but there's enough there with Richardson that, you know, he, everyone knew he was an athlete, right? We all knew he was an athlete. I think what we didn't know is the level of athlete testing out is pretty much the most athletic quarterback ever, uh, at the, at, at, at the combine. Now, that being said, you know, we didn't see Lamar test. So, you know, I don't know if he's, maybe he has Lamar's uh, agility. I, I don't, think it's quite at that level but he's got the speed he's got the size and there's a lot of tempting things his arm is legit so uh but for me i i i've gone into with the assumption that they'll either take richardson or they or they won't take a quarterback till day three and if that's the case there's a few day three guys that i thought stood out well um aiden o'connell looks like a jared goff replica uh the kid out of purdue He's accurate. I uh, I think he's going to be there in day three. Jake Hayner is going to be a guy who's moving up boards. He's Brock Purdy-esque, right? And so he's a guy you can get probably later. The guy I was least impressed with, the only real movement, the only big movement, I guess, is originally I had Tanner McKee as like a borderline day two guy. Uh, I dropped him to day three after the combine because I didn't like what I saw. Um, he was already on the fringe for me as it was. And um, I, I, w- I walked away less than impressed with him. And I, I wonder if originally I had blamed his supporting cast. And now I'm starting to wonder if there's some things going on with him that maybe were part of the problem that I was overlooking before. So be interesting to see how the Lions approach this. Wouldn't be surprising to me to see them draft a guy on day three and add one of these guys as a UDFA after the draft to try and get onto the practice squad. All right. Drafting any one of these guys means Jared Goff's the starter unquestionably. Now we go to Mm -hmm. the free agent side of that. There's been a lot of time. It's just, I I get it's just talk because it's an interesting free agency quirk, Mm -hmm. but now Lamar Jackson is out there. Got what? Got the exclusive rights tag. Not, Um, not exclusive, not exclusive. Excuse me. Yeah. So he can negotiate. Yeah, so he can negotiate with any team, and if a team does sign him, that team, signing team, has to give two first-round draft picks back to the Baltimore Ravens. So in the Lions' case, the Lions did want to sign Lamar Jackson. I, I, I'm bringing this up because I want to know your feelings on this. They would sign Lamar Jackson. They'd have to give Baltimore two first-round draft picks. Would it ha- Would it be 18? Would it be Correct. the Lions' choice? Okay. No, right. it'd be it'd oh, be it's the, the Lions', Lions choice. It, no, it's the Lions' original pick. Well, that's what I'm Whichever, saying. It's the Lions' yeah. actual choice. The, the, Correct. Their actual Correct. pick. Yes. Sorry, I should have yes. said it that yes. way. Yes. Yeah, it would be the alliance. The, the wherever the Lions were slotted, that would be the pick that would go to Baltimore. So 18. Right. Let's talk about one more twist to this because everybody else has been talking about just that first part. So the second part of this, if they did sign Lamar Jackson, they would have to trade Jared Goff. You're not going to keep both of them, obviously, right? Correct. Yeah. What could they get for? Could they get a first round pick for Jared Goff if they traded him away? I don't know if they would, to be honest, because I think if they made the trade for Jackson, I think teams would know they're kind of stuck. And so, right? Yeah, they could. Yeah, they'd be like, I'm going to try. I'll give you a fifth round pick for Jared Goff. <laughs> right. And, and my guess is it would become a little bit of a bidding war, and maybe you get a day two pick out of it. But I don't think a first rounder would be in in the uh, even if it was like a first rounder next year. I don't think that would be in the cards. Um, if they made the trade for Lamar, the the golf value would take a pretty drastic hit. Well, how would you feel about it if they took Lamar? 
Well, I'll tell you what, I would sign Lamar, excuse me. The player himself would it would be fantastic, right? Uh, I don't like the cost. I don't like the fact that it would cost a couple first round draft picks. I don't like the fact that it would probably be upwards of 50 million guaranteed. I don't like that guaranteed part at all. And so those couple of things, those cost factors to me are a little bit too high. Um, I, I love the player. Uh, don't like the cost. And, and so, you know, I think the Ravens took, put the non-exclusive rights tag on him so that he could negotiate with teams so that he would see that teams are not going to give him a fully guaranteed contract. The whole right. idea that yeah. Watson's contract, Deshaun Watson's contract in, in, in the with the Browns. It's an outlier. Set, it, it is. And I think pe- people are going to buck Couldn't happen to a better guy. <laughs> but so I, the way I've been kind of comparing it is like when Calvin Johnson got his extension with the Lions, it reset the market. And the league was like, no, 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 we're not paying receivers that much. And they, they actively like wouldn't pay receivers at Calvin's level and Calvin's contract became an outlier. I think that what we're seeing now is Baltimore saying the fully guaranteed contract is nonsense. We don't want to do that. Uh, other teams that he's going to negotiate with are going to say the same thing, but I understand Lamar's point as well saying, look, this is where the market's set. This is what I want. And I want Cleveland money. And all the other teams are like, Cleveland's dumb. And we don't want to be part of that. Right. So um, it's an interesting dynamics going on. Uh, if you traded for Lamar, though, you would almost have to meet the the fully guaranteed amount, which is what I, which I would push back against. I wouldn't want to be stuck in that. You're paying a fully guaranteed $50 million contract. I think that's... Too much, no matter regardless of how good the player is, and so I am, I am out on trading for Lamar, even though I think he's a fantastic player that would be tremendous. You'd have there's a lot of things that would there's a there's a big fallout that would have to happen. Like, look, you have a top five defense or offense right now. Right. You would have to redesign your offense to fit Lamar. Yeah, but if we think and, Ben Johnson's that smart, mm-hmm. he, he would. He would. I think he would like that challenge. I, I don't yeah. know if that's as big of a problem as everybody's, you know, making it no, out to be at this. No, point. but would they have to? Would how, do you think they'd take a step back? Because I think there would be well, a step back. Wow, if Lamar Jackson gets hurt during the year, of course they. <laughs> <step back. laughs> I don't right? know. I, I don't know. I, right. I, if if I put my trust into Ben Johnson, I don't think they would take a step back, and maybe okay. it would take a few games to get going, and then okay. things will start getting dicey for Campbell because it'll be three straight years of th- slow starts. Right? Sure. This team's supposed to be sure. better than what it is, you know, especially <laughs> with Lamar Jackson on the roster. It would right. it would ratchet up the pressure level. Okay, so I, I, I'm I'm picking up. You don't want Lamar Jackson. I'm not a big fan of that move as well. I sure. I like Lamar Jackson as a player, but maybe you know like we think this is our chance. Like a lot of people think, well, this is the Lions' chance. This is what they're waiting for. And it's like, well, I don't know. There's going to be a guy next year. That's because we didn't know Lamar Jackson was going to mm. be available this year. Well, there might be another guy available next year where the Lions could take a stab at yeah. if they really wanted to make a move to the quarterback position. I, so, oh, sorry. I was going to say, I think having Jared Goff really affords the Lions the opportunity to be patient. Um, whereas another team like maybe like the Colts at four, they don't have a really they don't have an established quarterback and so right. they may be more inclined to uh to try and make a uh 
to try and make it a, a, a move for a guy like Lamar. All right. So backing up, part one, Anthony Richardson. You're in or out if they tra- if they draft him number six. If they draft him, I'd love him. Um, okay. I don't like I, I don't like the value at six. Like I, it's too. It's like I'd rather see them go a different direction. At the same time, he's a tremendous. He has the potential to be a tremendous player. So I think once he's on the team, and you can just dis- if you disregard how he ended up there, I think you, you're you're happy with, you know, uh, having that that in your back pocket. I mean, look, if you've got if golf ends up working out, you can still trade. Peter Anthony Richardson down the road if you needed to you know what I mean like so it gives you options um it doesn't you you never want to be in a situation where you're desperate for a quarterback and so it gives you that opportunity at the same time do what I do I want to pay number six for him I don't necessarily want to do that but I think he'd be he'd be a lot of fun uh we know with Ben Johnson that's for sure I'm out on Anthony Richardson because of his poor play at Florida Okay. You know, he's a guy who do, do, threw some interceptions, made a lot of bad decisions. Although, you know, it's a six and seven team, didn't have yeah. the greatest roster playing in the toughest conference in college football. Less than 60%. Completely yeah, like 56. Yeah, 56 yeah. or something. Yeah. Between seven and eight yards per attempt. You know, if you look at Patrick Mahomes' stats uh, in college, mm-hmm. he was also on a very similar um, um, rec- a team with similar record, five and seven. Mm-hmm. His, senior year right and but he threw for 41 touchdowns and 10 interceptions right. and they had 65 right. passer uh a, a pass completion percentage but you could argue with me then coming back it's like although you wouldn't want to because josh josh allen in college mm-hmm. and i was the josh allen fan you didn't like him you as were. much but his but his stats are more in line with anthony richardson's correct and he and he played a lot worse competition than Richardson yep. did you know that was at Wyoming and he's throwing you know 10 interceptions in 12 games so you know it could go either way so all right so we, we did the fun stuff we talked about drafting <laughs> a quarterback high at number six we talked about signing Lamar Jackson as a free agent so what what we're both guessing the Lions are going to do is they've got to sign somebody in free agency to back up golf at least that's what Probably, I think yeah. maybe you feel different maybe no, I'm with fine you. if they brought back Nate Sudfeld but I think they need like a more um a quarterback that wouldn't be a total disaster if, if golf <laughs> got injured, right? So they could have a few sure. a few weeks of bridging the gap, or if they had to finish off season. So, guys that are available, Carson Wentz is probably still going to be looking to be a starter, especially with Frank Reich and a number one overall pick at quarterback. That might be a fit there down in Carolina, right? Or you know, mm-hmm. but I'm going to just throw. Tom Brady's not going to come here to be a backup. If anything, he'll take the Miami job or whatever. If he does come back to play. Marcus Mariota, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo's probably looking to start, too. Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, Mason Rudolph, Jacoby Brissett. Do you like any of those? I like Bridgewater the best. I think Bridgewater's the – if I had to pick a backup, Bridgewater's the guy that I would pick. He's probably going to cost more than I really want to invest in the backup quarterback position. Uh, but at the same time, if you're trying to be, stay competitive and you want somebody who's capable of coming in and winning a game for you, I think Bridgewater is, would be the my favorite of that bunch. What about Taylor Heineke? I think he's going to cost more money than people think. I th- also think Washington's going to make a really hard push to get him back. Um, but I, I, I think he's an upgrade from uh, from Sudfeld. That's for sure. Anybody that you would think would be a fit with uh, uh, with Ben Johnson? Anybody on that list? Do you think you know Sam Darnold's twenty five? Would Ben Johnson kind of want a, a reclamation project? You know, one yeah, of these younger know. available guys. 
That's a good question. Does he want to take? Because you know, he, he could have been a head coach, right? He wants to be the offensive coordinator of the Lions. And if mm-hmm. we all think it's, you know, and I, this, I shouldn't keep saying this, but if he's as good as we all think he is, like he can handle that as a side job, right? Working with some young veteran, you know, that yeah. they can get on the cheap to see if he could develop as the backup. In all honesty, if if I'm Ben Johnson, I'm thinking that my head coaching job is coming sooner than later. And so I'm just focused on trying to make this team the best it can be right, right. now yeah. and not as not as worried as much about the future. Um, I think he would welcome that opportunity and it would be good experience for him. But I think he's going to spend most of his time trying to make golf the best golf he can be as opposed to like trying to worry about you know, reclamating uh, Sam Darnold. That's just my personal opinion. All right. They had enough for the quarterback position. Want to roll into Yeah, the, the, only, the only other guy I would mention is Josh Dobbs. Uh, Dobbs was a guy that they – Wasn't he a lion uh, last year? For, part for, of like year? A, for a week on the practice squad. And he, and then he went to Tennessee, and then he started a couple of the games down the stretch. And so my guess is uh, Dobbs is a guy they might go back to and be like, hey – we want to give you a shot uh, back here. We liked what we saw from you. He liked what he saw from Detroit as well. He talked about how the culture was great and how he loved. But Josh is looking for a, an opportunity to start as well. So I'm not sure if he will be as apt to return. But if the market you know, doesn't play out the way he wants, I, it could be a good marriage there. All right, let's flip over to the running back position. Just a reminder for everybody under contract for next year, DeAndre Swift, Jason Cabinda, Craig Reynolds is an exclusive rights-free agent. They haven't signed him yet. Jamar Jefferson, Greg Bell. The big one's Jamal Williams um, yep. is the free agent. So let's first talk about uh, the co- combined results. Bijan Robinson uh, solidified himself as the number one back. And would he be? He's probably not going to be around at 18 if the Lions want to draft him. He might be. Yeah. And if he's not, if he is, he's the best offensive player in this draft. I mean, outside, you know, quarterback's its own separate mm-hmm. category, right? But non quarterback, best offensive player in this draft, uh, hands down. Um, he'd be interesting to take at 18. Uh, I know there's the argument against, you know, drafting running backs that high because of their value. Uh, but this is a guy who is is worth it. He would change the entire dynamics of the offense. He would take a top five offense and elevate them even higher. Uh, there'd be a lot of really fun things that they could do with Bijan. Um, at the same time, this is a deep class, and I thought we saw some of these other guys show out well as well. I thought Jameer Gibbs, the Alabama kid, looked really explosive, uh, really shifty, great balance. Um, and then A-Chain is the guy I, who I've been – you know, spouting about for uh, last four or five months now. Um, I think he's a guy who should be in the mix as well. So if you're, if you don't like Bijan in the first Gibbs and and a chain are guys on day two that I really like. And then after that, you you start getting into more like specialty type backs. If you want a back who's a little bit bigger, I thought Charbonnet showed out well. If you want a back who's a little bit more athletic, uh, Tajay Spears showed out well. Um, at the combine, I thought Eric Gray did okay at the combine. Um, and then, you know, I don't, Deuce Vaughn just isn't going away. Like he's just not. <laughs> Lions like, aren't going to take Deuce Vaughn. You and no. I are intrigued by Deuce Vaughn. I think he's going to end up somewhere else. He was, he looked great. He was amazing. He was amazing at the combine. Like he just, he, he looks great. Um, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to end up a lion, but 
the kid's going to get drafted and he's going to play and people are going to be like, man, we probably should not have dismissed him. Um, Cause I thought he looked good. So I am still in the market of, I think they're going to take, they're going to use one of their top five draft picks on a running back. Uh, I don't think it's going to be number, uh, number six. I'm not ruling out 18 though. And if I Robinson's think he, available, but not really yeah, if anybody else, if he's already correct. gone, they wouldn't waste 18 on somebody else. Yeah, correct. And then like, I don't think Gibbs is going to necessarily be there at, at, at pick 48. I do think a chain might, um, or probably should. Um, and I'd be, but I'd be okay with him. I think you could get a chain at, at, at 48. I think you can get him at 55. I don't think he'll be there at 81. No deep sleepers. No, maybe my not deep even sleep- a deep sleeper. Maybe in a coma. My 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 deep sleeper what didn't show out. It didn't participate at the combine, and that's uh, Israel uh, Abakan. Abakanda. Thank you. Yeah, that's a, I, I love his. He's game. got small hands though. Hands like Amir Abdullah. Although Amir Abdullah yeah. is still playing in the NFL. Um, but I like his game. I like his potential. He's young. You can get him a little bit later. You probably might be able to get him on day three. Maybe you use that third round pick on him. Um, but he's a guy you, with Swift. And uh, if you resign Jamal, you're not going to have to rush him into, into the business. So you're getting, a, you know, you spend a little bit less on him. But he, I think he has terrific, tremendous upside. He'd be my sleeper. All right. Flipping over to the free agency side of things. Jamal Williams, of course. For us, you and I talk, it would be the the number one target yeah. for the Lions to just resign. But other names available: Chase Edmonds, Rashad Penny, Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead, Raheem Mostert, Dante Foreman. Would Dante Foreman be a guy that maybe if if Jamal signed elsewhere, would would he be the type? Maybe they would they would go to hey, look to replace him with like him or Samaj P. Ryan. Those are guys yeah, like big Cincinnati. power backs that I like. Um, yeah, I think if Jamal ends up not returning, you could target one of those guys as a potential short-term big back. Probably not spending money on a guy like Miles Sanders or Boston Scott. No, or like Kareem Hunt. Um, yeah, Kareem even, Hunt even, even even Singletary, I think, is going to be more than they want to spend. Um, I, it would be interesting to see if Mark Ingram interests them. Local kid, has experience with the Saints. Um, so he knows Campbell. He knows Aaron Glenn. I just don't know how much he has left. He's on his last leg, certainly. What did he, uh, Mark Ingram, only 205 snaps last season. So yeah. he, he's not really overused from last year, but he is yeah. he's getting older, 33 years old. All right. Wide receiver. Do we want to mention anything else about running backs? I'm guessing Jamal would be the target. We talked about what they'd like to do in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that pretty much covers it. I I really don't see see them spending. Uh, I think Jamal would be the, the is going to be the the top target, and you know I think they might be willing to spend a little bit more on him if they aren't going with him. Though I think the money's going to they're going to keep that money kind of tight to the chest. All right, the wide receiver group first. Let's talk about the aftermath of the combine. Uh, this is not a position the Lions are going to spend a pick on high. We would assume. Who knows? They might. They might surprise us. But yep. it's more deeper in the draft. So, what did you see? What who did you see moving that you know that that should tickle the Lions' draft and bone? Well, here's the thing about receiver is that I don't think there's a receiver necessarily that might go in the top twenty, which means that I, I'm I'm kind of out of the I'm kind of out on them 
in the first round altogether, um, especially with the depth that they have, right, at, at receiver. Mm -hmm. I do understand the value of trying to take a guy maybe on day two because you're thinking long-term. At the same time, I don't think they're going to feel pressed for it. Um, they met with Quinton Johnson of uh, Johnston out of TCU, who's – the top wide receiver X and there's a lot of people that are going to want him going in the first round. And he very well, very well may go in the first round. Um, maybe he goes at 18 and it's, a, uh, it's, you know, they, they don't think that, that they think that that's a warranted value. It'd be a little bit of a reach for me, but if you take him, he plugs in at the X and now you put JMO at the Y and you've got Amon Ra or at the Z and you put Amon Ra on the Y and you've got your youth for the next several years at, at receiver. They also interviewed with uh, Jaden Reed at, at the Combine. Another, uh, we keep talking about him. You're liking I, him more and more. Well, you know, he's this. He's your gadget. He's a guy you can get on day two. He makes a lot of sense. Like, he can be a guy who has, I think, a, a, a potential guy who could maybe jump into that Y or the Z role uh, a year from now when Josh, if Josh Reynolds departs. And then, you know, JMO's at the X, you use Reed at, at the at the Y or Z, and then, you know, Damon Ra is, of course, your, your, your slot guy. So I, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting debate to say maybe taking a wide receiver on day two. Uh, but like most classes, this is a, it's a deep class. There's going to be guys late. Um, the, the kid from Princeton, I can't pronounce his name either, stood out. Um, Andre... Isovius, uh, he's like 6'3", ran like a 4'4". He can be an X, he can be a, a Z. Uh, he's an interesting he guy. be a financial advisor or investment um, banker. <laughs> he, um, he's a guy you can get in, on day three probably as well. And so um, you could end up getting a guy that could potentially challenge to start at X a year from now uh, if you like him. Um, a lot of speed guys there late in the draft. Trey Palmer from Nebraska. Um, the kid from Cincy is going to go a lot. He's more of a day two guy, Tyler Scott. Um, those guys, uh, there's, there's, they just, they, there's all kinds of flavors in this draft. And you can find a different kind of guy for all three roles at, at almost every single round, it seems like. And so, um, I think there's going to be a lot of options and there's, there's a lot of different ways that they can, that they could go with it. Cedric Tillman is a guy to keep an eye on. If like, if Quentin Johnston goes off the board and they're still interested in taking an X early, I think Tillman could be that guy. All right. The free agency group, new name dropped the other day, Adam Thielen from Minnesota. He's probably right yeah. around the top of that list, but he's aging. I don't see that. That's not a guy the Lions should would be going after Robbie Anderson, Nelson Aguilar, Sterling Shepard, DJ Chark, a potential reunion, Randall Cobb, Marvin Jones, another potential reunion. There's a, there's a whole lot of names on this. Yeah. Now, the, the thing with the most of these guys, though, is that almost all of them are Y and Zs. They're, you don't really have a guy who's this big dominating X. And, um, I mean, I think – AJ Green retired, right? Like right. he's he probably 38 or something like that as it was. So mm -hmm. it's not like the Lions were going to invest in him. But um, you know, I think when you get to the X's that are available, 
I don't even know if they're necessarily all starters, right? Like your Keneal Harry's and stuff like that. Like I, I'm not, there's he, he, that doesn't excite me. So um, it, if they want that X, if they can't bring back Chark and they want that X, they could and look they want to the him draft. in free agency. Yeah, well, for the draft. yeah, that's what I think. They'd have to go to the draft. Um, it's becoming a league of smaller receivers, and so there's a lot of these. It's bizarre. A lot of, it is, but there's no they, they they don't throw as many 50-50 balls as they used to. You know, right? And so that's that's part of the adjustment. Is these offenses are still designed with these big X's. Um, and I and I'm curious to see how they approach it. If if Chark isn't there, JMO is the guy that's probably going to play the X, and they're going to keep Reynolds at the at the at the at the Z, and then you know, and it's and not like JMO's that big. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, JMO's only he's not he's just a tick under six two, but he's only like 180 pounds, right? So he's not your traditional X, but in today's NFL, he can be, he can be that game breaking wide receiver one. So, I mean, that's why you traded up to get him. So it'd be interesting to see, they can go a lot of different ways and, and based on, you know, their interviews and based on where the talent is, I don't think they're going to rule anything out. I, I, I think they're going to keep their options open. And if my opinion, they're going to chart, re, trying to retain shark makes some sense. Uh, but after shark right yeah but yeah and and then after shark there's i don't know who else really like jumps out as a must-have in free agency they seem better served if they're going to spend uh you know value that it would make sense to spend draft value on a receiver in on like day two or something like that all right next up tight end position lions have uh three guys well i think they have four on the roster but three that uh you know, we're, we're the guys last Brock, right? Shane Zilcher, right. exclusive rights, free agents. So I'm guessing they're going to resign a boat. James right. Mitchell, they invested a draft pick in him last year. And then Derek Deese Jr. is kind of like a, a flyer into filling out the 90 man roster type of thing for a training camp. So when it comes to combine, what did you think? Yeah. You know, they said there was, you know, the, the idea was that there was six guys that could, you know, challenge to go in the first two rounds. And I think those six guys are still there. Um, I thought Michael Mayer showed well, he wasn't quite as athletic as I was expecting him to be, but he's, he's a balanced guy. Um, Darnell Washington, the, the big, uh, mammoth tight end out of Georgia, he did even better than I thought he would. I had him as tight end too. I thought his blocking and power were on display. It was awfully impressive. Like you're sharing made- a video of him. Like, uh, like the way that he depressed that blocking sled and then moved it. Like, did you see? I don't. Yeah, I have, saw it. If other, well, I mean, if the, the, the blocking other sled, and he, he got a good angle on it. He did, but that's the thing. And and you saw what happens when you don't get the right angle, right? right? Yeah. Like oh, it yeah. just goes straight oh, up. It doesn't even move it. back yeah. at all. Yeah. And whereas he he hit it at the right angle, depressed the sled, and then shoved it five yards in like in in a couple of seconds. Like it was as impressive a blocking sled block as I've seen in a long time. Darko um, looked great against chairs. there you go um but i thought he also tested well i thought he showed good hands um i think his stock goes up he's still tight end two for me um but i think he's gonna his hype's gonna go up more it's gonna catch up to more where less more where i had him ranked to begin with um 
Kincaid didn't work out, but he's a guy that's going to be really high on other teams' boards. I don't not, don't think necessarily as much on the Lions because his blocking isn't where it needs to be. Musgrave's probably going to go higher than the Lions want to invest. Uh, and so no surprise, the, the two top two tight ends that'll go on day two, Tucker Craft and Sam Laporta, they both met with the Lions at the Combine. So it, I, I look at the situation as the Lions are comfortable with the three tight ends they had last year, but they're also looking to potentially upgrade if they get an opportunity. And they've seen they've targeted these two tight ends that would normally be higher rated. Uh, and th- they're guys that they might invest in on day two and be able to like upgrade that tight end position as a whole. Uh, both are good blockers. Kraft is a little bit better. Laporta is a little bit better of a pass catcher. Both are very tenacious and have a good uh, a good mentality for the position. So here's the deal, though. I've just said running back on day two, wide receiver on day two, tight end on day two. Well, they're not going to take all three. Like, they're going to use those three picks on those three positions. Like, there's going to be push and pull. If they take a, a tight end, they're probably not going to take a receiver, right, on day two. Right. They're probably going to wait to day three. And then if they take a receiver, then maybe they're waiting on tight end. So, like, there's tight, there's day two value, though, that I could see them justifying it at, at all three of those offensive skill positions. Um which way they end up going will be interesting because they're doing their homework on a lot of these offensive skill players on day two. And so it makes sense that they're probably targeting at least one, if not two of these positions. And um, I think Kraft and Laporta are the guys that I've kind of flagged. Uh, Schoonmaker is going to be in there probably like round three, end of round three, that 80 pick 81 for me, just because again, the blocking promise is just off the charts. Um and then after that, then you're going to get more picky and choosy and you're going to, you're getting guys that are going to be more uh, on the, uh, on the James Mitchell level, as opposed to like guys that you think are going to be legitimate upgrades. Now there's a lot of well-known tight ends that are available mm-hmm. in free agency, not, you know, yes. the high end uh, pass catchers, I guess Dalton Schultz is, is the, you know, he's, since he's a cowboy, he's one of the all-time greats. <laughs> like there's, there's a handful of guys, Mike Gesicki, Austin Hooper, you know, Robert Tanyan from the, the Packers, you know, Hayden Hurst, you know, some guy and, and the big one, um, Evan Ingram from the Jaguars. I think uh, he got franchised. Oh, though, he got franchised. Yeah, yeah. He's not on the list. Yeah. All right. So I, I was just throwing him out there, but I don't, the Lions, I don't think, are in the market for any of it. No, as much as Dan Campbell might be crazy about some of them, I'm yeah. guessing they're not looking at any of these guys near the top. Of I'm the with free you. Agency list. I'm with you. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they would invest in in a tight end, especially with a deep draft. They could um, have invested in a tight end last year. Absolutely. During the regular season, that's why I'm yep. guessing they won't. And I, and I'm I'm with you on that. I don't. Re- I expect them to get their ERFAs in. I expect them to uh, end up with they're going to enter the draft with the four guys they have on the roster. Maybe they add a cheap, like minimum, like league minimum type of guy for depth. Uh, But I fully expect there to be guys, youth added, not necessarily any of these uh, free agents. Yeah. All right. So I would agree with you that that'll be it for the tight end group. Let's uh, move on to the offensive line. Now, when it comes to the offensive line, we know the Lions will return at least four 
of uh, the five starters from last year. Some will claim five of five starters from last year, just Hal Vitae didn't play in any games. Right. So Decker, Jackson, Ragnall, Vitae, Sewell, we all know that, right? Um, a bunch of guys under under contract, uh, below Obina Eze, Logan Stenberg, Darren Paolo, Tommy Kramer is an exclusive rights free agent, Keodi Oshwika, Ross Pierschbach or Matt Nelson, both are restricted free agents. Who knows if either one of them is going to come back. So let's start um, with, the wrap up of the combine. What did you see movement wise? Um, so do you want to talk like just I mean, I, I think the value from it's what a more amorphous position group. So th- th- go yeah. ahead. What, yeah, I, how do you want to talk about it? Well, I, I think the value is they're going to be looking for an interior two spots, an interior prospect who has the potential to start at right guard but also has some positional flexibility. Maybe that's to play inside. Maybe that's to play outside. Uh, they also could be looking for depth at offensive tackle, like a guy who's you know going to be able to be like potentially OT3 if they need mm-hmm. him to be. So they're looking for two different types of guys. Um, so when you're looking at two different types of guys like that, uh, you can either look, like right at the guards and say, okay, which guard is going to give you the best uh, option? And so maybe we just start there. Yeah, let's start Um, there. uh, Osiris Torrance, he looked the part. He's your guy. He's a big, massive guy. Actually, I I think Steve Avila is becoming, starting to become my guy. interesting. All right. Avila is, I have him a little, I have him ranked a little bit lower, but in the same tier as O'Torrance. Uh, O'Torrance was my like number one. Osiris Torrance. Osiris Torrance. Thank you. I like I, O'Torrance. I, that's probably the easier <laughs> way to say the name. Compress um, it. Very efficient. <laughs> uh, I still, I do think Torrance is probably the top guy, but I'm really, really interested in Avila. Uh, I love his positional flexibility. I love his ability to play all five spots basically. And um, I would be comfortable with either of those two with the first pick in the second round. Uh, after that, he has the like, if you're right about all that, and there's a lot of people mm-hmm. in the group, he's going to be that late first round pick right. that everybody's going to question, but right. one of the good teams is going to take him. So you got to be like, well, you know, it makes well, sense. You know, a good team probably could use him. I, I kind of feel like that could easily happen. I'm not I'm for a hundred percent. I could see him being the first interior guy off the board and I could see him squeaking into the late first. So um, that's kind of where I'm at with him. That's why I'm like, yeah, if he's there at, in the second round, great. Take him and run. Um, Feels if, like a chief's pick. Or a Ravens pick, right? Or a Ravens yeah. pick, yeah. Um, if you're looking for a guy... <laughs> who can, you know, maybe is a little bit under the radar. So like, there's a couple guys after him, like uh, Cody Mausch, Schmitz, Tipman. Those are guys like that are like center guard guys. Um, Mausch is tackle guard, but those guys are in your next tier. They're going to go on day two. And then after that, it gets kind of into like probably day three guys. The only guy that I would like, kind of like say, keep an eye out for it, because I think he's way underrated right now is Anthony Bradford out of LSU. I think he's a day uh, two guy. I think he's a, a third round pick. Um, he could, if he, if the lions got him at 81, I think he could be a guy who wins the starting job in camp. If they decide Vita is not, not the answer. Right. 
or he's your uh, starter maybe a year from now. Bradford is a guy that fits the system like a glove. He's he's 6'4", 330. He's got great running ability. He can pull. Um, he's local. I mean, that doesn't hurt either. Right? He's from Muskegon. Mm-hmm. So, um, but like, I think Bradford is a guy who not a lot of people are talking about. Uh, most people have him graded low. I think he's a third round uh, guy who's going to, who can probably play in this league for a, for a long time. So and that's my kind of interior guys. Um, you're going to have a bunch of other guys that people are going to like, uh, you know, that could maybe bounce up into round three if they fit the right system uh ecor from alabama whipler the ohio state center you know if a team needs a center he's a guy who could plug and play Voorhees tore his uh acl at the combine and so he's going to drop into day three and there's going to be a lot of people screaming to grab him because he's very highly rated i didn't like his athleticism even before the acl so he's he's not a guy that i'm highly targeting um and then there's going to be some like later round guys who make some sense uh, gains from UCLA. Those are uh, maybe even juice Scruggs from Penn state. These are more, these are athletic guys who are probably going on day two or on day three, uh, Jordan McFadden, a guy who they met at the met with at the combine from Clemson. He was Clemson's left tackle. He's probably going to kick inside. But if you look at like who the lions met with, they met with a lot of guard tackle combo players. Okay. McFadden is a, like a day three option of that. If you want a guard tackle combo guy who can start at guard immediately, then you're probably looking at guys that are listed in the tackle group, right? The top one uh, for me is Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright met with the lions at the combine and he is a guy who is probably a day one starting right tackle in this league, but he has the capability of playing uh, guard as well. Mm, uh-oh. You're playing into my conspiracy theory now a little bit. Uh, well, look, if you want a guy who can play right guard for two years and then you make a decision on Taylor Decker – and you could maybe keep you could maybe keep this player at right guard if you decide to resign Decker, or if you move on from Decker, then this is a guy who can kick out and be your starting right tackle. Darnell Wright is the guy, in my opinion. He is a first round talent with a bullet first round talent. Uh, I love everything about his game. Six five and a half, three thirty, runs well. Uh, he's plug and play at, at, at right guard. Uh, he can plug and play at tackle. Uh, if if you need him for any reason, it's like there's so much that he offers. The thing is, is I think he's a first round value. So if he's there at, at uh, 45 when they pick, run to the podium and take him. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be there. And I don't know if I'm on board with grabbing him at 18. So it kind of puts you in a little bit of a bind, right? Because I don't think he's going to slide, but I but I think he's worth, you know, taking in the first round. Um, if the Lions end up trading back or something along those lines. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, Brad Holmes has been willing to move picks. It it yep. does – they probably – we talk about six, we talk about 18, we're talking about all these Lions. They, they're likely not going to pick in one of these spots. They're going to end up mm-hmm. trading one or two of these picks or moving you know, yeah. moving a couple of them around to move around other spots here. Like, the big names on the tackle board are uh, 
Skornowski from Northwestern, John, Paris yeah. Johnson from Ohio State, yeah. Bro, Broderick Jones from Georgia, and the people are, gonna, are, are, are in love with Dewan Jones from Ohio State as well. If teams like those guys better than Wright, Wright might slide. If he's OT5 on someone's board, then he might slide. For me, he's OT4, and he could be potentially moving up, like in that in a high in a higher level. I'm not comfortable moving him ahead of Jones or Johnson right now. Uh, but he is a talented, talented uh, offensive lineman and a guy that I would, I, I believe would be a steal in the second round. Um, but it's a deep, it's, it's, it's low key, a deep tackle class. And so that it could open up some opportunities to get, um, you know, where a guy slides that he shouldn't uh, a, a guard tackle that will, that should be there in round two. If, if right is not, is like Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse. Um, if you go into like round three or four, you're talking about Braden Daniels from Utah. That's another kind of guy. He's a little bit, you know, doesn't quite have the weight. The other two guys do. Um, and then if you're talking like pure tackles, like on day three tackles, um, the guys I identified before the draft, Ryan Hayes and Blake Freeland from BYU, they both showed out athletically. Freeland was one of the most athletic offensive linemen to ever test. Uh, both of those guys are swing tackles that you know could take over as OT three immediately. They could play both sides, and um, they would be nice, you know, day three investments at the tackle position. Um, but if you read the tea leaves, it does sound like the Lions are looking at a tackle guard guy and they're investing and they're and they're talking to they're looking at guys as early as day one and as late as day three. Mm-hmm. So they're keeping their options open on adding one of these tackle guard hybrid guys. All right. So and that. Oh, wait, I want you, you glossed over and I think we talked about it before. Your okay. guy, Oluwatimi from Michigan, the Senate Remington Award winner, <laughs> Outland winner. Maybe he yeah. got those awards because of the blue wall. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he looks good. Uh, he was a little bit stiff. He can pull, though. Um, I think a team's going to like him at center and they're going to take him at center. Um, and I think a team's going to like him at center, take him at center in like the fourth round. And I don't know if the Lions view him as like necessarily a plug and play right guard, which means that they would value him on day three and they don't pick in the fourth round. So my guess is I'm kind of guessing he's off the table for them uh, at a, at a center needy team. All right. Now talking about the free agents, uh, they're pro- Well, you, you made an interesting comment in your Twitter yesterday so there's a handful of, you know, $10 million, $9 million type players, you know, coming mm-hmm. out of last season that are free agents. They're not going after Orlando Brown or Taylor Luan or Donovan Smith or Rodney Hudson. But you mm-hmm. said something about Graham Glasgow. Oh, yeah. It was released from the Broncos. You Would you want to see the Lions to bring Bra- back Graham Glasgow? Yeah, if you're if you're not comfortable with Vitae's contract, and and he's not willing to adjust that cap number, and they and they're worried about his back, and they want to release him for cap purposes. I would take the six million that you get from him, add him a couple million on, and go and go right at Graham Glasgow and try and bring Graham Glasgow back. Um, Even I over a oh sorry, no, I was gonna say I think he's worth it. I, he's one of my favorite players. I think he's he would be tremendous uh, in in between Ragnow and Sewell. 
even over a guy like Isaac Seumalo, who made a big mistake in the Super Bowl. They had that false start penalty, right? Um, but he's a guy that Philadelphia is probably not going to bring back for, for, for maybe that reason. Plus, they can't pay everybody. They'll probably right. pay to bring back Jason Kelsey. But right. I don't know um, about a guy like that. Or if you've not even thought about that. I haven't really I haven't really thought too much. Like Sam Salamalu, uh, Dalton Reisner, uh, those are guys that would be um you know, guys that I would look at if they decided to move on from Vitae. Uh, but having that having Vitae around gives them a little bit of flexibility where they don't necessarily have to reach. This is another position where I think youth is going to win out and, and it right. would make sense to try and stay young here to add for the future. So because yeah, you want to pay Jonah Jackson. You know, when, right. yeah, Jonah absolutely. Jackson versus all those guys that we just Jonah. mentioned. Wouldn't you yes. want to keep yeah, you'd rather 100%. keep Jonah Jackson instead of spend, spending money on a right guard who isn't as good as Jackson as a left guard. A hundred percent. I I'm with you. And I do think that that glimpse of the future is why they're going to invest in a in a player who can be like a guard tackle flexible type guy who can be a right guard on a rookie contract while you're paying Jonah Jackson or can be a possible replacement if they decide to move on from Taylor Decker down the road. Like it makes sense that this is the opportunity now to invest in a guard tackle guy who is a high level pick uh, this year, which is why I'm talking about spending a top 50 pick on a guy like, um, like Darnell Wright or a guy like Steve Avila who could play multiple spots. Those guys are worth the rub on a top 50 pick, especially when you have that Jonah Jackson contract looming. All right. Let's talk about the defensive side of the ball. Flip over to defensive tackle. Now, you know, Jalen Carter got involved in some terrible things and it doesn't look like it's going to affect his draft position. He's not going to tumble because of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it looks, I mean, it, it, on the surface, without knowing the details and just reading the reports, yeah, yeah, it, it looks it looks yeah, it really looks bad. bad. Yeah, um, but he's still going don't... in the top four, top five. I, I think he will go in the top, uh, the top one of the top picks, um, because we'll. I mean, we'll find out more as as things go on. But we just don't we just don't know all the details, and so for us uh, to try and speculate on what it means, I think is is a bit premature. We just don't have all the information. And so, um, you know, a lot, a lot of people speak very highly of his character. Um, at the same time, he was arrested for what sounds like a pretty horrific, uh, decision. And so, um, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. I, I really don't. All, all, all we can do is evaluate the player on the field and the player on the field is he's the top player. And he, he, he'll probably go in one of the top picks. And so I don't know what to do with him, to be honest with you. And until no, this whole, out for now, I, I, yeah, I guess is he won't even be available unless the Lions draft that trade up to draft. Yeah. Unless, I mean, you'd have to have the right circumstances for him to be available, but my guess is I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it's really going to impact his, his stock as much as some people might be speculating. Um, at the combine, comment of dear Eric Donald, you know, that you're from the same college, Kalaj, Brian yeah. Breesy. Let's talk about these guys. Any of these guys a fit? 
I thought those two guys kind of solidified them, themselves as the next two defensive tackles, right? Um, there's going there's a lot of Cansey fans. There's a lot of fans that are going to say Cansey's DT two, and that he deserves to go. But there's also Brice fans who look at the he's six five and a half, um, and, and basically three hundred pounds. Like that, he's got the measurables. He's got the positional flexibility to do a lot of different things. Uh, whereas Cansey is basically just a massive interior, interior pass rusher. Yep. Yeah. Um, I he look. Let let's be clear. He's not Aaron Donald, and right. and, and and measurably height, weight, forty time, get he's off. The same. He, he's the same. <laughs> he doesn't quite have the length. Uh, he didn't bench so. Uh, but I I'd be surprised if he put up thirty five reps like Aaron Donald did. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, would and, have, and, he would have competed in it if he could. Yeah, and then right, like, if he and, could do it, he would have. He would have done. It. He would have gone yes, and done it. Yeah. E- exactly. And his hand movement isn't quite as prolific as Aaron Donald's was either. So he, he like he's not Aaron Donald. Uh, could he be at Oliver? Could he be John Randall? Well, maybe. And that's I think the appeal that people. Uh, that are driving him up draft boards and he looked good. I mean, like in, in his 40 that he ran, but he didn't do any on-field drills. So we didn't really get to see, uh, you know, we didn't get, get, get to see him beyond what just his game film and his game film shows, you know, that he's, he's quick off the snap and he has the ability to defeat blocks early. And when he defeats the blocks, he can chase down quarterbacks. And there's a lot of appeal to that at the same time. I don't know if that's exactly what the Lions need. I think the Lions need a run stuffer, right? And right. that's why a guy like Mozzie Smith is appealing, mm-hmm. but he didn't participate. He didn't participate because of a hamstring injury, but he did lift and he put up 34 yeah, reps. Because he knew he was going to do well. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then uh, uh, Ika. Yeah, Siak Ika. It's my guy. Big. Uh, looked a little stiff, but that's, mm. I mean, he's a big boy. It's big boy, right? I thought Benton looked really well. Um, the other Wisconsin, the Wisconsin nose tackle. And so for me, if if Carter's out of the conversation or if he's not available, Brise and Cancy are going to be your next two guys that people are going to want to pair with the Lions. At the same time, I'm still leaning towards one of these nose tackles on day two being a better fit stylistically. Um, now, I don't know they're going how they're going to invest in the position. Um, it's possible they try they wait into day three and they try and take one of these younger guys that can help in a rotation. Uh, it's possible they attack uh, a guy in free agency because it's it's a position of need. You know, maybe they bring back Isaiah Bugs and then they bring in a third defensive tackle that can help in the rotation. And if they do, again, I think it would be a guy who is capable of stopping the run like a Dalvin Tomlinson from Minnesota, who's one of the top guys, or maybe a Javon Hargrave from Philly who can't afford him. Um, but you're going to pay a lot of money. And I don't know if the lines, how, how willing the lines are to pay a lot of money, but this is a position that they're going to have to address in some way, but they have a lot of ways that they can go about it. Uh, Cause they have options in the draft and then they have some options in free agency. It's not a ton, but there's enough there that they can be a little bit more particular about what they're looking for. Aging Fletcher Cox, Dalvin Tomlinson, yep. uh, David yeah, th- Onyemata, uh, 
We done Jerry Tillery is an interesting name on that list. Um, Greg Gaines from L.A. Yeah, from L.A. Yeah, that's yeah. A, if there's the connection there with Holmes, you'd be a mm-hmm. decent aware of him, part of the Super Bowl winning team. And Dominican wow. Sue, but he probably won't <laughs> play a full year. He'd be he's going to pick his team later in the year if he does come back, right? Morgan Fox uh, from the Chargers was originally drafted by the Rams. He's like a defensive end, defensive lineman hybrid. Like he can play, he plays a lot inside, but he can play out at the five as well. Uh, and then the guy who not a lot of people are talking about, Puna Ford from Seattle. Undersized, but really good run stuffer. I think Puna That's Ford the is Lions a guy. Need. All right. And I think if you if they went after Puna Ford, they could afford um, to be a little bit more patient in the draft. All right. I guess that's it for defensive tackle. Let's move on to edge rusher. Um, this this might be what's available at number six for the Lions, and probably not going to be Will Anderson, but there could be a Tyree Wilson right there at six four. Yeah, look if they if four quarterbacks go in the top four, like let's say, so so there's two teams that the Lions have to worry about with defensive players. It's uh, Arizona at three and Seattle at five. And right now, if they if they stay where they are, Arizona's 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 going to take a um, Arizona's going to take a guy that always going to take one of them. Like I don't know which one, right? I don't know, but uh, Seattle's going to take the other. Like if Arizona sides with Carter or Anderson, Seattle's going to take Carter or vice versa, right? I think Seattle probably likes. He has a bigger need on the on the interior, which is why I think Seattle with Carter is probably where Carter's floor is. But let's say Arizona trades out and somebody trades in for a quarterback and quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, and then Seattle takes Carter. Anderson could be there. Like mm, it would be cra- it would be crazy. It would take Arizona though. Like you, you're you're banking on Arizona um trading out trading out for a quarter and someone coming up for a quarterback. So I'm not ruling Will Anderson out just yet. I do think Will Anderson would be something special. Well, yeah, they got to run to the podium. You'd have to you'd have to change your defense, right? Um, you'd end up switching to more of like a three four, or you'd have to switch to almost like a a, a jack system that uses Anderson because he's a stand up. Oh, no, we're going back to the, the oh, Patricia defense, kinda. <laughs> Like you'd almost have to go back to a a style similar, Um, better players for it, I guess. Way better, and and you you can still it'd be a different version of it for sure. Instead of being like so focused on you know these big bodies, you'd still have your athletes and 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 your attacking concepts. But having a combination of a guy like Willie Anderson opposite Hutchinson is is drool worthy. Like it would, it's a it's a lethal combination. Um, Tyree Wilson is the next guy and there's a lot of connections between him and the lions. He's going to go in the top 10, uh, bigger than Will Anderson. He could play on that close defensive end side. Correct. He, he, but he is a lot of, in a lot of ways, he reminds me of Ezekiel Ansah and that he's not a polished guy, but there's a lot of upside and you can put him opposite Aiden and, and they could make a very formidable duo. And, 
I think Wilson is legitimately in the conversation because if Anderson and Carter are both off the board, three quarterbacks, Anderson, Carter off the board, Wilson's a guy that's going to be considered because there's value there. There's value to taking a guy like that. Um, After him, like Murphy, Miles Murphy, he didn't work out at the combine. Uh, Lucas Van Ness was uh, the, you know, the next closed end and he showed out. I don't think Van Ness is going to jump up to six like a couple people have projected. I think he would be in the conversation at 18 uh, if the Lions were interested. And and, and we'll see how he goes because he's a unique fit. But again, he could be a closed end uh, instantly. Uh, Nolan Smith is a guy who showed out at the Combine. But again, like Anderson, he's more of a, a pass rushing linebacker. So if you're going to take a guy like Smith, you're going to be changing your defense. And while Anderson is worth changing your defense over, I don't know if Nolan Smith is. I think there's a lot of appeal to him. Uh, I just don't know that he, you, they'd have to really be sold on their approach to how they want to use their pass rushers. And in all honesty, Nolan Smith plays the same position as James Houston. And so you will have, you will have kind of handcuffed James Houston a little bit by taking a guy like Nolan Smith. So I'm more inclined to see them go after the down defensive ends um, out with Will Anderson being the exception. Um, Adewabare from Northwestern absolutely destroyed the combine. Yeah, he's everybody's favorite coming out of the combine. Uh, but well, you know, he was the guy. I, he remember I couldn't pronounce his name. I'm like, this is my sleeper, right? And uh, I kept messing his name up. Not anymore. And then at 282, runs a 449. Like now, everybody loves him. And he's another guy like Avila, who you could see slip into the back of the first round because somebody's going to know how to use him on a good team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, he's he's he'll probably end up on day two he reminds he he reminds me kind of like his i get josh pascal feels from him um and a combination of adawabare and uh pascal would be pretty awesome uh for that closed end spot and so i'd be comfortable taking him uh again i think 18's rich and I don't think he'll be there in it, but if he's there at, at like 45, then I'd be very interested in him. Uh, beyond that, there's a lot of flavors out there for people, depending on what you're looking for. There's a lot of these closed end. There's a lot of guys who can play like four eye, uh, kind of like the, what you had in, um, in uh, Michael Brockers who are like defensive end slash four eyes, like Mike Morris out of Michigan, Colby Wooden out of Auburn. Um, even Isaiah McGuire out of Missouri. Those are guys I thought played well and can play that four eye. Uh, and then there's some sleepers. Like I, I thought, yes, your Abdullah showed well, the kid out of Louisville. Um, six, just under six, one, just under two forty, And he runs a four, four, seven, basically almost the same size as James Houston, just a little bit smaller, but also a little bit faster. And he plays his game just like James Houston. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you want to invest in another James, James Houston, like player, Abdul is the guy that I, I would target. And then his partner across from him, Yaya Diaby, he looked terrific at 263, ran a four, five, one. He had great agility, great explosion. He looked good in pass rushing drills. It's another guy who's probably going to go on day three, but you're going to look at him and be like, man, this is a guy who can make his way into the two deep at some point. And I could see them, you know, maybe investing in him on day three saying, we're going to 
you know, roll with Romeo, Aquara, and Pascal at closed end this year, but Romeo's contract expires. So we're going to draft Diaby, and then he's going to step into that role a year from now because I think he could do something like that. So a lot of talent to like, deep, oh, uh, deep edge class, again, makes sense to uh, – if you're going to invest to invest in youth so that you can have, you know, a nice stable of players to, to build around. Free agency wise, the Lions definitely aren't going to go after one of the high price free agents, but I don't know. What about guys deeper on the list? Like the, see, like I like Samson Ubicom, right. Played with the Rams played in San Fran last year, but again, you're changing your defense for, for a player like him because he's more like James Houston. He's your more of your pass rushing outside linebacker. So I like the player. I don't necessarily like the fit. Um, and there's a lot of different guys that kind of fit into that role for me as well. William I, Golston I, coming home. Uh, I don't know. Could he maybe, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, I hadn't really thought about him. All right. Um, like uh, Okoronkwo from uh, Houston last year. He was with the Rams in that kind of Ubicon role. I think both those guys, again, excuse me, stylistically fit into that Kyle Van Nye role, who is also a, a, a free agent. But again, the lines don't really lean that way. They're they're leaning more towards the, the down defensive end guys. And none of them are really jumping off the page to me as guys where I'm like, boy, you got to go after him. Like Clowney would be the best, but I don't think they want to play pay. Clowney, nah, they're not gonna, yeah, they're not gonna play right. That. Especially with, with Romeo. I don't think, I think Romeo is, is more than capable of filling into that role. So um, I don't, I, again, I think this is, this is a position where, I, I, I see them probably investing in the draft if they invest. What about, well, John Kaminsky though. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, I think bringing Kaminsky back is definitely something that they want. Um, he has also said that he's willing to take a look at the market to see what kind of money he would, you know, garner from other teams. Um, because I don't know if the lions are willing to pay him what some of the other teams are. Um, you know, he might get, five, six million, mm-hmm. where I don't think he, I don't think he get that from the Lions, especially with them investing so much in Charles Harris and Romeo Aquara, right? So if they were to lose one of those contracts and then they wanted to invest five, six million in, in uh, Kaminsky, I think it's a lot more palatable, but the way the situation is now, I don't think they'd be willing to pay that much. All right, linebacker group. We made note last week the Lions only have three players under contract. There are <laughs> two technically with Derek Parks, right. Malcolm Rodriguez, Anthony Pittman's an exclusive rights free agent. So a lot of there was some movement uh in the comment. People really like Jack Campbell. He tested rather well. Yeah, I think Campbell, we talked about in the in our preview, we said he's a guy who is borderline starter potential. And I think he showed the athleticism to start that he has the athleticism that he could probably hold down a starting role. Um, a lot of people are, are, are really like the workout that he did. I think his stock went up a little bit. He answered some of the questions that I had uh, for me. He's probably the third linebacker on this list, but again, right. I don't think a whole lot changed for me as far as like what I projected, even though he answered some questions because 
I think if, if the Lions, we said before, if the Lions draft him, he would have a chance to start at the mic. And I just don't know if they're willing to invest a day to pick on a linebacker. Uh, I think they'd be more apt to bring back an, an Anzalone or maybe even invest in one of the other linebackers in free agency. Um, but I do like to, some of the options in the draft. I thought Henley uh, looked looked good out of Washington State. He's hanging in there. Uh, Overshone from Texas looked really good as well to me. Uh, ran a tick slower than I think I expected, but still plenty fast. And uh, there's a lot to like about him still. And then um, they met with Trenton Simpson at the Combine. He's that hybrid. He can play out in the slot. He can play over uh, as an off-the-ball guy. He can. He, he's probably better suited for the will than the mic, but there's some flexibility to his game that make him rather appealing. Um, a lot of people have him as like a first-rounder. I think his stock's going to drop, and um, we'll see where he ends up and how far he goes. But if he's there like at the Lions' second, second round pick right um it's possible that they're going to look at him and say man at pick 55 that's value uh for 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 simpson and if that's if that's where he's at i could see them investing in a playmaker on the defensive side of the ball even if he doesn't have a really natural spot um I still think he's one of the top two linebackers with Drew Sanders being the other, but Sanders didn't work out at the combine. So we'll just have to trust what we see on, on a uh, film from him late guys that stood out to me. Um, I don't know. I mean, there were some really fast guys, right? Um, like uh, Popoe ran under a, a four, three, nine, right? Like, mm-hmm. but he's a day three guy. Um, D winters undersized ran, uh, under four in the four fours, Dorian Williams ran in the four fours. Um, but again, I think most of these guys are kind of wills and, and, and you have your will and, and Malcolm Rodriguez. And so finding that Mike is a little bit more challenging. A guy like Cam Jones from Indiana, an undersized Mike that you can find on day three. Uh, that's who I'd keep an eye on. In free agency, there's uh, a couple of veterans out there, Levante David and Eric Kendricks. Um, besides Alex Anzalone, I would guess if they're gonna they're gonna do something there, they'd probably just rather bring back Anzalone than spending a lot of money on one of those older linebackers. But I don't know, maybe an older linebacker would make sense for the this young defensive unit they're gonna bring back. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, you know that Devin Bush. There's there's some guys out there. Yeah, Jermaine Pratt, uh, Okarike, uh, David Long. I I think they might – oh, and then there's like um, the Bobby Wagner is out there as well, right? Right, um, yeah. I don't know why, but I, I have a weird feeling they may invest at the position. It would be very counterintuitive to what they've done. But it wouldn't surprise me to try and see them upgrade Anzalone and get a guy like Bobby Wagner on a short deal or to or maybe invest a long term deal in a guy like Tremaine Edmonds. And even though it'd be it'd be, like I said, counter to the way they've approached the position in the past, it seems like I don't there's not a lot of great plug and play options in the draft. And this is a deep free agency class 
where it's going to cost money, but you're going to get a guy who could, you know, hold down the middle of your defense for, you know, half decade if you played your cards right. All right. Let's go uh, to the defensive backfield. All right. Cornerback, which is a definite spot of need for this squad. Um, Devin Witherspoon didn't participate in the combine. He's been a guy who's been, you know, connected with the Lions uh, at six. And Christian Gonzalez is another guy who's being connected to the Lions at six. Yeah. And, and, and I think Witherspoon's that even though he didn't work out and he didn't work out at Illinois pro day either because he wasn't ready with his hamstring yet. He's got up another pro day for the early April. Um, nothing's changed about him. Uh, Gonzalez checked the boxes he needed to check. You know, he's uh six, one and a half, around 200 pounds. He ran a four, three, eight. He jumped over 41. He jumped over a, in a vertical. He jumped over 11 in the broad. Like he checked every box you want to check. Athletically, he is everything that you want out of him. And he's a guy who should go in the top 10 and would definitely be worth going uh, six. It's a matter of, which one do you like a little bit better? Um, I like Witherspoon a little bit better than I like Gonzalez. Both of them are top 10 picks for me. And so I think the Lions would be well-suited going after either of those two guys um, if they wanted. Uh, if they took one of those, if, if Anderson and Carter are off the board and they wanted to take a, a corner, take Witherspoon, take Gonzalez, walk away and be happy. Uh, if they, for some reason, don't, like let's say they invest in – Anthony Richardson at quarterback, or they invest in Tyree Wilson on the edge. Well, there's other guys at the position that you could take, um, you know, a little bit later in the first round, a guy like Brian branch didn't run. He, uh, it wasn't, he didn't run real well, but it doesn't matter to me. I don't care what Brian branch runs because I know the player he is, his instincts make him faster than his time is. Um, Joey Porter checked the box, but I didn't think I was overly impressed with anything Porter did. Deontay Banks stock went up a ton, uh, 40 X over 40 inch and avert over 11 in the broad. Like everything went off was check, 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 check for him as well. Um, six foot 200. He's, he's basically Gonzalez, but like a little bit lower level of, of, of a, a Gonzalez type player. Uh, athleticism is on par. I think he'd be value, um, in, in that 18, uh, range. They wouldn't likely do this, but what if they took one of Witherspoon or Gonzalez at six and then came back at 18 and took Brian Branch? What would you no, think about that? All, all, all aboard. I'm 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 on board for that a hundred percent. Um you get your outside corner, you get your slot, and I think both of them are starters on uh, all three of those guys are day one starters. Uh I would I would be ecstatic if they left day one with, with uh, any combination of the of two of those three guys. Be a lot of angry talk radio though. Lots of yeah. angry talk radio. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't be angry when the defense gets better. Right. Because right. that's what happens. Like branch. No, those don't be angry if the defense. <laughs> look, adding a guy, look, the outside corner is going to be a harder one, right? That guy, the outside corners learning curve is going to be harder than branches. Branch is a guy who I think is ready-made Minka Fitzpatrick level of impact on day one. And um, I, again, he ran a four, five, eight. I don't care. His game is so much better than what that 40 time says. He's a day oh, one starting nickel. T- almost in T's Tabor territory. 
Eh, I don't. I, I don't care. I, like you watch him play, and he is everything that you want in in this back to be. And here's the crazy thing: there's a lot of other safety nickel hybrids out in this class. There's more than I thought. There were a couple, and we'll get to those when we get to safeties in a second. But there's more. Of the, there's more nickel options than I than I had originally thought. And there was a lot of nickel, pure nickels, not even like nickel safeties, but just like pure nickels that that stood out for me. Uh, in in this class as well. My inclination is that they're going to lean towards a safety nickel as opposed to a pure, um, which is, and and that's why Branch is, is near the top of the list for me. Um, so look, I, I don't want to, well, let, let, uh, let's just stay, stay at corners here for a minute. A um, couple other corners that are going to be talked about it on, at the top uh, or in the conversation, Emmanuel Forbes, I thought looked really good. Um, Forbes from Mississippi state is a ball Hawk. And when you watched him run at the combine, you saw that you saw the ball just naturally gravitates to him, but his lower body, man, his lower body is skinny, like skinny, skinny checked in at 166. That is very small. Uh, and I don't know if he can put that weight on, right. I just don't know. And so I, that's going to take him out of round one conversation, uh, but his skills and his ability, like there's going to be a team that's going to be willing to take him on, on day two uh, because of that. So um, I think Ringo Stock, while he looked athletic, you saw some of the, the hip frustrations that people have with him uh, at the combine. Those were kind of on display. And so people are going to look at his combine and go, he ran a 4-3-6. Yeah. He was supposed to. We knew that he was going to run a four three six, but he also looked very stiff in his in his uh, agility uh, uh, in on field drills, and that shows up in his in his explosion numbers uh, when he jumped as well. So, um, when you're talking about nickels, if you, if they if they are interested in a pure nickel, Clark Phillips is going to be the top pure nickel for me. DJ Turner, who ran a four two six, which was pretty crazy. Um, those two guys are your top uh, like pure nickels. And then a guy like Travis Hodges Tomlinson is another one right there. Jacorian Bennett, I thought from Maryland stood out to me. Um, but those guys are all the, those are like more like day three pure nickels. Maybe a team likes them at the end of the third round. Uh, but th they're more day three guys in my opinion. Um, Clark's probably going to go on day two. Phillips is for sure going to go on day two. And, uh, but again, if you're looking for an outside guy, my eyes are on Witherspoon, Gonzalez, Porter, Banks, and then there's a big drop off to the next group. Um, but there's still, there's still talent to be had. Um, a lot of senior bowl guys. Now you're talking like, now you're moving away from like these hybrid, these hyper athletes to more like guys that proved themselves at the senior bowl and then backed it up with good combines. Like, Tyreke Stevenson, Julius Brent, Darius Rush, those guys I thought had have put together a nice offseason and are in the conversation uh, for day two uh, on the outside. All right, free agent corners. Now, if they, they're going to invest, they're going to do both. They're going to invest in the draft. They're going to invest in free agency at corner. Now, how much are they going to invest in? corner and free agency who knows i don't know if, i don't think they're really in the market for one of these big name guys oftentimes when the big name guys get the free agency that next contract really doesn't turn out too mm -hmm. well for the the team that signs them and there's definitely uh 
a couple exceptions to that rule, but I don't know. Does anybody on this list interest you? Uh, Jamil Dean is really the guy that jumps out to me because he's young. He's an outside guy. Tampa can't really can't afford him. And that's why he's making it to the market. Uh, he would be the guy who, if the Lions were willing to spend on a player in free agency, that's a guy I think you're plugging plug and play CB1 and uh, you're getting him for, you know, a, the, a good portion of, of, of his, his prime, prime years. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, James Bradbury has been talked about Chandon Sullivan. I don't know any interest in either of those guys. I mean, they're okay, but they're a step down. Um, you're, you get a little older. Bradbury's not as clean of a fit, but I would understand the appeal. Um, it's a lot of nickel hybrid guys, right? A lot of guys that can play inside out. Um, Troy Hill, Sean Murphy bunting, um, Brian, Brian Murphy, uh, even Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who fits into that Brian Branch role, where it's he's your third safety slash slot. Those are all guys that that I I'm keeping an eye on. Gardner Johnson is probably the guy that would be at the top of my list. Like if you're looking for the best outside corner that the that would make sense for Lions, that's Dean. If you're looking for the best slot option, that's Gardner Johnson for me. Do you trade for Darius Slay? <laughs> Well, if the price is right, I wrote I wrote an article on that this morning, and my uh, summation was, I don't want to pay more than what you got in return for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first place, right? Because <laughs> he's because he's three years older. Yeah, right? yeah, that big chunk so, of his prime was given away for for cheap. So the deal is, they got pick eighty five. And the Lions go to pick 81. So I don't know if I'd be okay with them giving pick 81 when they only got 85. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that almost means that I'd be like, hey, can we give up a day two pick or a day three pick, a couple day three picks for him? I'd be on board with that. It's a big contract. Uh, I'd be interested to see, but the cost to acquire is really the the, the hinge point for me. Interesting to see how it all shakes out. It's interesting that, you know, they put them on the trade block when you know, the Lions are one of the up and coming teams. And a lot of people are still fans of Darius Slave, like to see him come back. Sure. There's a lot of that around here when it comes to almost any Lions player mm-hmm. that, that has left, has gone on their own way that for some reason, as, as fans, we kind of pine for some of them to come back. And he's one For of sure. Them. For yeah. sure. Yeah. There was some of that with uh, Matthew Stafford. When he was trained, it's like, well, maybe we can get him a few years from now and we're good. It's like, all right, well, you right. Know, he, he already played here. He, time for him to move on, you know, whatever. <laughs> all right. Uh, safeties. You, 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 every time we talk about safeties you or corners, you start wading yourself into safeties. So yeah. here's your chance to just talk about safeties. Um. All right. So the top, like, pure safety on, in this class is Antonio Johnson. Um. If you're looking for a guy in the Jeremy Chin type of role where he can be, he can drop back and play a cover two safety. He can drop into the slot. He can drop into the box. He can do all of these different things at size. Um, Antonio Johnson's the guy to keep an eye on. In my mind, I think they're going to be looking for the nickel safeties, like these safety threes who can also play nickel, like Branch. And if Branch is out of the conversation, there's three guys that really have my attention. The first one being Jamie Robinson from Florida State. 
uh, uh, Jatavius Quan Martin from Illinois, who has been a sleeper of mine for a long time, and then Christopher Smith from Georgia. Now, Smith might be the highest rated of those three, but I like Robinson and Martin better than Smith, uh, even though I think Smith is would be a great option for them. I just think Robinson is a little bit more physical, uh, a little bit more like with he's he's kind of like Witherspoon in the fact that he's going to hit you and then he's going to let you know that he's the one that hit you. Like that's the type of attitude he has. And I think the Lions would gravitate towards that. And then Martin has been the guy that I think is criminally underrated. I think he's a, a day two safety nickel um, that people are sleeping on. And if he's there on day three, he's a guy that you take and then let everyone else wonder, you know, how he slid that far, because I think he's a terrific player lots and lots of range plug and play at, at, at that nickel spot. So uh, Sidney Brown's another one who kind of fits into that mold. He's more pure safety to me, uh, but he does have some slot DB range. So maybe he's a guy that, that they say, Hey, we can plug him in. Uh, I do think there's going to be a lot of teams that in, are interested in what he can do at, at pure safety, which is why there's going to be more teams looking his way. Uh, Jair Brown's another more pure safety ball hawk that people are going to love. Um, Lions could probably make it work with him, but he, I don't like him as much as I like the guys I just mentioned. And then the other, I don't think they're Lions are interested in these pure safety guys like Jordan Battle or JL Skinner, um, just because they've already got invested, invested in these pure safeties. I think they they would be more interested in, in a hybrid type player who can play nickel, who can drop back to safety in, in, in certain situations. Um, and that's why guys like Robinson, Martin, Smith and uh, Branch are are on my my high list of uh, wishes. All right. So when it comes to free agency would be the same type of thing, right? You're going to be looking for more of the, the nickel style of safety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chauncey Gardner's the top guy. And then PJ Williams is like your backup. Like he's your Deshaun Elliott version of the, of, uh, of this kind of nickel role. And then of course you can maybe, you can always bring back Will Harris if you think the price is right and he can fill that role for you as well. So um but that's ideally what I'm looking for. I do think bringing Elliot back for his leadership is something they would consider uh, at the same time. I don't think they're going to feel pressed to, uh, to make a move unless they think, you know, Tracy's, you know, not as far along as they want. Then you bring him back and try and, you know, talk him into a short contract uh, and, and see what you can do with them from there. But I still think regardless of what you do with Elliot, adding this kind of nickel hybrid is something that I would absolutely love to see on this team. All right. Well, that's it for the, the 22 we'll be seeing on the field. Uh, for the most part, the next season, you want to talk about the specialist, only one specialist, well, one kicker specialist, Michael Turk from Oklahoma participated in all the combine drill events. I'm sure that was just for fun. Yeah, well, you know, if you like you say, if you can do it, you show it. Yeah, he ran a four eight three, so that's good for a punter. Right. And uh, you know, but the Lions aren't interested in punters. Uh I don't even know if they're interested in long snappers unless uh, unless somebody 
you know, it's a UDFA type of thing. Right. Um, but kickers are definitely going to interest them. Uh, we didn't see any kickers run and they don't show kicker drills. So there's nothing really to ascertain from the combine other than measurables. And that's not a huge deal. Yeah. Not for, a big deal for, for, a for the position. So you yeah. just have to kind of base everything on what you saw the kicker do. Um, I don't know if they draft a kicker, you know, with only eight picks, you know, maybe if they trade down and acquire another pick that they feel like they can right. use, but yep. I don't know if I could, I don't know if I see them, spending on a kicker i do think a kicker they'd bring a kicker in and i do think um trying to yeah, resign have, badge, yeah. yeah trying to resign badgley two uh, kickers creating, a training yeah, camp yeah exactly um but i'm not like i don't know if a lot of fans are going to get their wish and see a guy like jake moody drafted by the lions i just don't no I, I don't they, that's fine with me you don't need to draft a kicker that's Unless kind of they know he's going to be a great yep. right right so based on history my guess is this oh, is pass. a position they wait and then yeah grab a udfa guy after all right well that's it we've gone through everything um on the the review front uh no new reviews on um an apple podcast there was an extra one in spotify so that's great you know everybody nice. thank you keep it up we appreciate it. whether you review or not we just thank everybody for listening do you have anything to add i think we're, no that's great you, you, you've uh, gone I... through it all there's no, left no <laughs> stone unturned although well, somebody it... might write it you didn't bring up this guy you know oh be interesting that's why we'll have other podcasts between now and the draft when when i write my reviews of the combine previews for the combine reviews of the combine it does not matter if I, no matter how many guys I include, there is always someone mad that I didn't include their guy. Well, everybody's uh, got so, their favorites. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, so I fully expect there to be people that are asking me on on Twitter, you know, why I didn't talk more uh, about, uh, you know, Eli Ricks, a corner out of Alabama. You know, who a well, lot of now you like. mentioned them. <laughs> so uh it's gonna be look, we're gonna learn a lot in the next couple of weeks. So um the the free agency period will set the table and uh for the draft, and you know, we'll be a lot smarter the next time we talk. Right. Uh we know they're getting a new helmet. Uh we don't know what it's gonna look like. Nope, uh, so we'll talk yet. about that when that time comes. That's it. I, don't know, I got nothing else. <laughs> no, I think that's good. I think well, uh, I think we've we covered a lot today. All right, that's all we got for this week. So until next time, let's go, Lions. <laughs>